you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 66. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, amazing people. Welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. As you know, I am your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant helping women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Now, for those of you that have listened to the podcast, followed me on socials, some of you listening are probably friends and family, you'll know that I'm a pretty positive person. Upbeat, some of you have defined me as. Loud, you've also defined me as that. I'm always trying to look at the good where I can, but gratitude, gratitude, I didn't really take much notice to until the last couple of years. As some of you know, my grandmother died on Christmas almost two years ago. My brother died last Mother's Day. A father type figure who was super important to me died on January 1 this year, and a dear business friend passed away mid January 2. And it's really taken these deaths collectively for my levels of gratitude to increase. And it's this gratitude really that has, I guess, helped me through my grief in some ways. It's death that has also helped me look at life with a different lens. And that lens I'm talking about is gratitude. And from this lens of gratitude, things have shifted for me both personally and in business. Now, as also some of you know, I'm not super woo-woo. And again, I don't even really know what woo-woo super means. But, you know, I, I don't do a lot of things with crystals and I don't do things like that. But it doesn't mean that I can't have gratitude. All right. Um, and I think gratitude is a word that has been, uh, I guess, put into this box that it means woo. And I, and I totally disagree. I think just be you, be whoever you are. I don't care what color you are, where your background is from, if you woo it up or if you don't woo it up. The reality of it is, is everyone can embrace gratitude. Uh, Gratitude is what will shift things for your life, for your business and for the best. And that is why today I'm thrilled to be talking with Jen McFarland about why gratitude makes you a powerful business owner. And we're going to chat about surrender and how this um, impacts gratitude, how gratitude is linked with attitude and abundance. We're also going to identify in what ways gratitude helps to make your business powerful. And Jen is also then going to finish up with some beautiful tips on how you can slowly start to implement gratitude into your life and in business. Because it's something that just, as, as Jen will talk about, it's a soft skill. It doesn't just happen. We actually have to work on it. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new on-demand business masterclass, the ultimate four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business. In my 60-minute jam-packed masterclass, you will learn my signature four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting more cash. We're also going to talk in the masterclass about the four big business mistakes that everyone and business makes and why they're keeping you from growing that sustainable and profitable business. And lastly, we're going to talk about what is working for businesses now and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and wrong. To sign up for my on-demand class, head to bit.ly bit.ly backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson. And we'll also pop this link in the show notes. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the show, Jen. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, no, well, thank you. Uh, as I was saying before we uh, press record, you are over in the United States and it's just going into your evening. So I appreciate you taking time of your day to be here. Sure. Yeah, no, it's awesome. 
And so again, we were just talking about you are over an organ, uh, but both, um, again, weather, you're still in summer right now, so everything's going well. Oh yeah, no, it's beautiful here. So it rains all winter long here and we live for summer all day. Totally, no, not a cloud in the sky, beautiful day. My dog is going nuts. He's ready to go out and play. So it's awesome. I <laughs> know, fantastic. Now, before we get into today's episode, which I'm really excited to talk to you about, I always ask my guests a question. And that one is never, do you mean, it's kind of one that I just go, oh, what would audiences like to know? No, predominantly my audience is Australian based. Um, and we do, we don't know, we hear a lot about America over here, say in the movies. I mean, I've lived over there, but not everyone has even traveled to the United States. So my question to you is, because we do know that Americans love to barbecue, all right? It's kind of like, that whole 4th of July essence. So my question to you, what is your all-time go-to favorite American food? Oh, like all-time, you know. <laughs> you know, like you've got Twinkies, you've got hot dogs, you've got, I mean, you guys, you got a lot of really cool stuff, you know. So there's got to be one that you're like, okay, either that takes me back to my childhood or I love that. My daughter was telling me the other day, she's like, mom, can you give me a pack of those peeps? And I was like, what do you mean, Chloe? Well, on YouTube, Addison has these peeps and they're marshmallow and they're bright colors. I'm going to need me some. And I was like, well, you can only get those in America. I can't. She's like, I'm going to need you to get some the next time you're there. So, you know, even kids kind of pick up on these things. So what's your all-time go-to American food? Okay. Well, my all-time favorite food are tacos, which is really not American. So I, I'm going to, that's why I was like, oh, <laughs> you're like, that, you know? to the Americans. I know. Right. So, I mean, I've been watching a show about tacos on Netflix. I mean, it's pretty insane. So I actually do like peeps and people just give me such a hard time about it. Like, how can you be an adult and like peeps? And I like peeps and hot tamales. And thankfully they're made by the same company. Uh-huh. So um, when it comes to candy, it's the stuff that like, isn't super fancy. Like I've actually been, um, you can tell your daughter this, <laughs> they have like a Pete museum. <laughs> oh my there. goodness. She's going to freak her mind. I know. And it was in Washington DC and it was super fun. And so, yeah, I love peeps. And at that place they had the hot tamales and you could get like all these different kinds that you can't get in the store and all these peeps you can't get in the store. And I was in heaven and I had, and my mom likes them too. So I bought us like Christmas ornaments at the peep store. Oh it's- my goodness. That is so classic. That is awesome. <laughs> and so for those of you out there listening, peeps are like, it's a, they're bright colors, like very vibrant purples and pinks and yellows and oranges. I think even greens and they're like a marshmallow is what it comes down to. And at Easter, they make them into like Easter bunnies, little like chicks, you know? Um, yeah. And they're like, again, so they're really a marshmallow and the hot tamales again are like, it's like a cinnamon candy uh, or um, it's super, you got like regular cinnamon, but it's got like a kick to it, not from like a spicy kick, but it just got like a really like, Ooh, that's hot in my mouth kick. Um, yeah. And for those Aussies that are out there, Candy is equivalent to lollies. So we use the word, uh, what lolly are you going to take the movies? Where back home and in the United States, we would say candy. So just kind (laughs) of translating there for everyone. So the other thing that I like to do is not all of my listeners will know who you are, Jen. So if you could just kind of give us a little bit of background about, you know, um, you told me a really cool journey about you and your husband in, I'm going to mess up the country. Oh, yeah. So my husband and I were Peace Corps volunteers in a country called Kazakhstan, um, which is a former Soviet country just south of Russia. In the United States, we have a program called the Peace Corps, and it's like a public service program that you volunteer for. Um, We have some that are domestic, and the Peace Corps is where you travel abroad. And 
they kind of, you just say, I want to go and here are my skills. And then they match you up with countries where you have skills, um, where they have spaces where you can go serve. And so we lived overseas in Kazakhstan uh, for two years and taught English. My husband was in a rock band. I mean, when you're in Peace Corps, you just kind of do whatever. <laughs> and we had like a blast. I mean, it's amazing to go meet people and live and work alongside them for two years. And I think that it's set so much of my trajectory now, just knowing um, that there's this whole other world out there, you know, and, and wanting to share it with people. Um, yeah, I think about it all the time. So you first started, so let me just back up a little bit. You did your master's in leadership and then uh-huh. you went over there for a couple of years and then you've come back and settled in Oregon. And so I guess, obviously you would have learned so much with being over there. Uh, and I'm sure, like you said, it, it's, it stays with you every day. It feeds your soul probably to some degree. And so I guess my question is, is what does your day-to-day look like now? What are you up to these days? Sure. Well, actually, I got my master's degree after I came back. So after you came back. So after I came back, I got my master's degree. I worked for um, 10 years in tech project management. Mm -hmm. And now today, my day to day is I help women led business owners take their goals. You know, you work with a business coach and put together your goals and make them executionable tasks. So like getting the job done. So it's like project management for women-led businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have goals that you don't know what to do with, I help you figure out what to do with them so that those things you're doing every single day are helping you achieve your biggest goals. No, fantastic. And you predominantly work with women specifically? I do. I work with women and people of color uh-huh. in my local community. Yeah. No, fantastic. And is that more online businesses, e-commerce businesses, or a collection? It's a collection. Yeah. No, fantastic. That's great. Because again, some of the listeners will want to, again, I always say mini stock the guests after. So it's always good <laughs> you know what I mean, so that they can kind of understand a little bit more about you. So, and yeah, and that's cool because they can also, I have a podcast too, so they can find me on there too. Um, which and is what's women- the name of your podcast? Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Women Conquer Business. Dude, fantastic. And we'll make sure that we have that link in the show notes at the end um, also. Now, for today's purposes, again, we were talking a little bit before we press record on here, but there's something in in my opinion that we're missing in business. And I talk, you know, I've had a big shift around, you know, mindset, but again, around gratitude. And I think people just collectively in the world of business, the busyness of our day-to-day life, we're forgetting about gratitude. Um, but I wanted to really today you know, talk to you about why gratitude makes a powerful business owner. Uh, But I guess in order for us to really kind of unpack the gratitude side of things, we must first look at surrendering because I know, as we talked about that, when you surrender, this is what allows us to really look at grace and gratitude. So I guess for the purposes of this episode, Jen, I'd like you to start us off by explaining and just defining what does surrender mean for this context of this particular episode? Sure. So surrender in general means to give oneself over to something. And it sounds a little scary, right? Like you, you want to be in control of the process, particularly as a business owner. But being a business owner also means that when you're doing your level best at something, you also have to accept the outcome because you don't control everything. So when you make a sales pitch, it's about understanding when it's an aligned yes or an aligned no, that you're good with either outcome you're surrendering, surrendering yourself over to that outcome. Um, and it also means that when things go your way, you celebrate. And then when it doesn't, um, you move on. And it's simply because you need to surrender to the process and let things happen. 
Mm-hmm. And surrendering, listen, some people out there might be starting to, you know, I mean, scrunch up their faces, you know, go, oh, I'm not too sure about that because surrendering isn't always easy at all. Do you feel like there's a time and place to surrender? Uh, you know, does it just happen or is it like kind of projected or planned? And, and I guess to, to accompany that, what do you think are some of the benefits of, of surrendering? Sure. Uh, so first of all, surrendering isn't the same as relaxing. Yep. And it doesn't mean like you're not working hard. So it means that you're working hard and then letting go of the things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's freedom in surrender. So, and there's also grace in surrender mm-hmm. because in that space of surrendering is where you find things like self-awareness, like, oh, that didn't go well. Let me reflect on why that happened or self-love like, oh, that went really well. I must be really good at speaking or leading a team or, you know, making sales calls. Right. Uh-huh. So there's teamwork and collaboration in surrender, because when you don't feel like you have to do everything, you're surrendering, surrendering part of what you're doing to your team or you're surrendering it to your VA or you're surrendering it to whatever that process is. And with surrendering, I guess, that feeling of, I guess, freedom, I guess that's a big word to use. Do you know what I mean? But there would probably almost be like a heaviness that is released from, do you know what I mean? Like you're not wearing all the burden anymore. Absolutely. I mean, that's what gives you the space for things like grace. Like you're granting yourself um, the kindness of resting and being present, you know, and then saying, okay, this is where we are today. What's next? Mm-hmm. And then and then being okay with that. Mm-hmm. And do you think like for you, for example, have you always been open to surrender? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I will say that. Um, and we talked about this a little bit before we hit record that probably the biggest moment of my life, which was the moment when I said, I, I want to be an entrepreneur happened when I had finally let go of this job that I was not aligned with anymore And finally saying, you know what, I don't care how much money they're paying me. I don't care um, about all the security. I don't care about any of that. Whatever happens next, I'm not going to be homeless. I'm going to be great, but I have to make room. I have to make space for this next thing to happen. Mm -hmm. And then it did. And it was really beautiful. And I think that that was when I started to really realize how important surrender is as part of it, is that letting go of saying, okay, that isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Like in this example, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're realizing, oh, okay, well, there's all these other opportunities that I couldn't see because I wasn't allowing myself to see it because I hadn't just sort of handed it over to, you know, what could be the possibility for next. And I think that's important about the possibility for next right? Is that sometimes we're so engrossed in the day to day that we forget about the bigger picture. And sometimes I think because of that, and that lack of surrender, we're at, that's why I believe a lot of people continue to play small, right? Is that it's just like, it's, I, I can't do this, or I can't do this. And they just whatever that story or that belief is that's going on for them. But it's like that lack of surrender is actually what is, you know, holding that true potential back. I think that's 100% true. And I think it's, I think it's that. And I think that when you are, how do I, I don't know how to say this, but when, when you're really hard on yourself all the time, and you're just playing that out over and over and over again, right, Mm -hmm. then you're not making space for all the things that you are good at. Mm -hmm. And if you're not thinking about all of the good things, 
and you're all, you're just focused on the bad things, then that's all that you begin to see. 100%. It becomes start to get clouded. Yeah. And so if you look back on the things that may have been great successes and you're like, oh, I hated that. You're not looking back on all of the great successes and then you're not seeing the potential opportunities ahead. And, and I think that that's where kind of, you know, surrendering is linked to things like gratitude, because when you appreciate the journey that you have been, been through and, and you're grateful for what is going on, um, then, then surrendering is just kind of that act of self-love. It's, it's about giving yourself that grace. It's about seeing the good. And I'm not going to be Pollyanna, but it means that like, even when something bad happens, you know, like you're still, there's still something good in, in even your worst day. And it's about teasing that out because that's how you can continue. And I know um, in the introduction to this, I talked about the essence of gratitude. And in the last almost two years, like I had talked about in the intro is that my grandmother died on Christmas. My brother died on Mother's Day. We had a um, a father-like figure die on January 1. And then we had a good family friend or a good business friend, sorry, die in mid-January this year also. And it was through, again, I'd say surrender, grief, probably a combination of things though, but mm-hmm. it was almost as, as sad as it's been, it has allowed me opportunity to really hone in on being grateful for a variety of things. Like I remember even lying in bed this morning, Chloe walked in with this fluffy robe that she like, in, like insisted on getting. It's like this, anyways, it's just this like robe. And she like, first thing she does in the morning is put this robe on and she prances around the house. And I remember even saying to myself today, you know, okay, yes, I'm tired, but I'm grateful that like, she makes me smile, right? That robe cracks me up every single day. I wouldn't have noticed that probably two years ago. It just would have been a normal morning, right? So yeah, there's something to be said about, do you know what I mean, that surrendering, what it looks like and being able to be uh, still express forms of gratitude, even in the darkest of times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine everything that you've been through. That just, it just sounds awful. And yet at the same time, yeah, seeing the little things and realizing that, you know, how the robe, you know, or that the sun is still shining or that you get to take a hot shower. As a Peace Corps volunteer, I didn't even get to take showers a lot. So I was really, I still am grateful of things like a warm shower and looking at those little things and it, it begins to snowball, right? And if you look even at those relationships for the people that we've lost, because we've all lost people far too soon. Totally. You know, it, it's about looking at all of the good things about that relationship and about that person, because that's that's what to focus on instead of instead of death. You know, death is the loss, but the grace is in the kindness that they showed us, in the relationship that we had, and the love that they showed that we can then take and pay forward to others. One hundred percent. And with that, I guess. Similar to when we were defining surrender, though, because sometimes people, people, and I don't know what it is. I think I thought about it, too. It's like you think the word gratitude or gratefulness or whatever. And I think people start to go a little bit like, oh, that's we're starting borderline woo here. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a bit (laughs) woo out there for me, you know? Um, And listen, like. Um, most people will know because of my scientific do you know, background, you know, being a trained mental health clinician, I'm very driven by, do you know, mean data and clinical and this, that. However, I don't even look at the form of gratitude as woo. I'm just like, it's just part of the, making the world a better place, making your world a better place, making 
the people around you a better place because the world needs more gratitude because when there's gratitude, there's kindness and there's brightness and there's happiness, right? Um, and I think if we were able to practice that a lot more, I think people wouldn't be so down in the dumps, especially in our first world com- countries where technology is taking over so many of people's lives, right? So I guess for the purposes of this, how are you defining gratitude? You know, I mean, gratitude is is really simple. It's just the quality of being thankful, right? It's very simple, but not always easy, right? As kids, we were always taught to like respect our elders and say thank you and please and and everything. Um, but so many people kind of lose that as adults. It's more about um, getting things done or showing results, right? Yeah. And the act of gratitude, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not 100% woo either. I have a master's degree in leadership. I'm interested in what the data says about things like self-awareness and gratitude. And I will tell you that they've done research and gratitude isn't simply a soft skill, if you will. They found that teams and workplaces where people are shown gratitude and where the focus is on accomplishment and what has been achieved are more likely to pay it forward, meaning there's like a social benefit to a company and they achieve better. So being grateful and sharing in all of the good and in continuing to pay that forward has not only societal benefits, but it will help you and your business because people want to work with people who are happy. People want to work with people who are grateful. People will run into the fire with you if they feel like they're appreciated. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you cannot like tell someone that you're grateful for them or thankful or that they did a great job and not smile. You can't hate and show gratitude in the same breath. Yeah. And so it is about kind of that transformational thing that it's a soft skill, but it's actually something that we can research and we can take from that. Um, it doesn't work if it's fake, <laughs> but yep. it does work if it's genuine. Uh-huh. And it will help your business. It will help you succeed and it'll help. Um, they found it helps family relationships and business at the same time because people who practice gratitude, oftentimes it starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. And showing yourself grace and showing yourself gratitude through something like a gratitude journal or a gratitude jar or sharing with like a partner. And then you begin to see it in more places. And then you find that you're just sharing it, you know, with colleagues and customers and potential customers. Yes. And I do think that too, like I know, again, when all that stuff happened with the family, it's one of the things that every night with the kids, the, the last things we kind of say, other than I love you is what are you grateful for today? You know, and sometimes it's whatever, right? Like I just go, I don't want to project my thoughts on it, right? But oh, I'm grateful for the, you know, the candy or lollies we had at the movies. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. Well, your kids, do you mean that's probably what you are grateful for, right? But the essence for me is just trying to get them practicing that skill because I do think that you're not necessarily, I think everyone has it in them, but it's like, again, uh, going to the gym, you've got to practice that muscle in order to keep it going, right? And firing off. So for me is if I can start practicing this with the kids now, that by the time they're adults, I hope that it's something that's more ingrained with them and that that's a skill that they don't lose. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I think it is something that is best when you're practicing it, when you're modeling it. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be awesome if the next generation just naturally does this <laughs> yes, it's it's just part of what they do, you know, if they're shown it and then can retain it into adulthood. 
Yes. And I think, yeah. So again, that's probably again for all those parents out there, you know, you can start with them too. It's not just about business. So for business owners though, do you feel business owners push away gratitude? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, And can you give us some examples of what this, like what showing good gratitude and potentially even bad gratitude looks like um, from a business perspective? Sure. I think that we live in a society that Um, at least in the U.S. and maybe in other places, seems to worship the hustle. Uh So you push away the gratitude, right? You push away the small wins because you're always trying to go for that big knock it out of the park, right? Uh And so I think people do push it away or they put themselves down because they didn't meet, you know, X revenue goal, um, but they came really close. So it's like, well, be grateful that you came close. You know, be grateful that you have a roof over your head. Be grateful that you know, you learned something from the process because we can't always succeed, but we can be grateful for what we've learned along the way. And so, yeah, I do think a lot of business owners push away gratitude. And I think that sometimes it's what actually leads people um, to walk away from their business or to not succeed or achieve is that they, and I was just talking about this on my podcast. There's no such thing as an overnight success. And yet that's what we see over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. We don't see all the failures that had to happen before that quote overnight success. And because we don't see it, I think there are sometimes people have this perception that it's not happening, mm-hmm. but it's a hundred percent happening. And you have to show yourself that grace. You have to look sometimes at your weaknesses and be aware about it so that you can get better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and you can't do that if you're pushing away the good part, the good part of it. And I do think again, that mentality of hustle, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is that like, you must hustle, you must work hard or you must hustle to like almost the point of exhaustion and how that's impacting on people's mental health, their marriages, their finances. Like, you know, I talk about it regularly. It is quite disheartening. And like you said, people are more likely to look at their stuff. And I've seen this with my own clients until we've, when they start first started working with me and we've got to start to make those shifts is they're quite happy to go. I didn't get this done. 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 Oh my God, everything sucks. But I'm like, if you actually wrote down a simple, you know, one of the things that I try and implement, and that's not perfect every day, but it, either I write it or it's in my head as you know, Again, but what did I achieve? What am I grateful for? Do you mean that did happen today? But I think we're so quick, the mind so quick to look at the bad that we forget about seeing the good. Like, actually, I called three follow-up discovery call people. I had a beautiful lunch. I'd had a conversation with this person. I made a new collaboration with this person. I got two podcasts done. I'm grateful for being able to get that done. But people are like, oh, no, I just, I didn't get anything done today. But I'm like, actually, you did, you know? So what are your thoughts about that? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I agree. I mean, and and I think that as women, we all do it, right? I think that a lot of times women feel like they have to do all of the things. And then if there's one thing that doesn't get done, then we feel like the whole day was a failure. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think men feel that too. Um, It's just that a lot of times women have the pressure of like, I, I have kids, I'm being a mom. And like, we're wearing all of these hats. And we always feel like we have to hold everything together. Like we're the glue. And I think that it happens in families. And I think it happens um, in the business context as well, that um, instead of looking at all of the achievement, like you just listed off all these great things that you've done. (laughs) Why focus on the one thing that you didn't do? It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. And it doesn't move you forward. 
In fact, I would say more times it's keeping people that stuckness, right? Like that stuckness, that, uh, that, like that heaviness, that fog, you know, just like that really just, yeah, I, like the word I can just think is heaviness, right? And it's just like, but, oh my goodness, but look at all these positive things. So one of the things that I say, and I know we're going to talk about some of the ways that people can start to embrace gratitude in their everyday life later on. But one of the things that I'll just say is like, again, write as much as you are to write down a list or think about all the things that you still have to do. If you're already writing for tomorrow's list of things that you have to do, write a list of things that you did accomplish. Like I call it the ta-da list, like ta-da, this is what I did do, you know? And through that little thing, that little gesture, do you know what I mean? You'll start to shift, yeah. do you know what I mean? Into some of that happiness and gratitude. Dude, I love the ta-da list. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to start doing that and just being like, ta-da. Uh, but, it, but even like when you say ta-da, ta-da, you can't not <laughs> smile. It's like fun, exactly. right? So it's Yeah, like- no, it's about making it fun. And like, as you were talking, I was thinking about this quote, um, and I know this stuff all sounds cheesy, but it works. Yep. It, believe me, it works. But what you appreciate, appreciates. Mm-hmm. Well, so it grows. That. It grows. And so what is it that you want to grow do you want to sow the seeds of, you know, abundance and getting things done and of achievement? Or do you want to continue to go down that road of I'm not doing enough? I'm not good enough. Because people are going to see that. If that's what you're focusing on, they'll see that. And, and you don't want that for yourself. You don't want other people to think about that, think about you in that way. So it is about making that correlation between what is it that I really want? What are all of these goals? And then embracing the things that you've done to get there Mm -hmm. or to start on that journey. Because again, there are no overnight successes. This isn't like super woo. This is about like enjoying the process because there are going to be days that don't go as well. You know, some days are not fun. Some days are not fun. And I'm not I'm not claiming that they are, but even in the days that aren't fun, we can pull out a little bit. Yeah. And And I I mean, I'll give an example on Monday this week, I'm running Facebook ads for um, uh, lead magnets. And so I won't disclose the lead magnet just because again, I actually haven't spoken to the person who told me, but we'll go into that in a minute. But one of the things that happened is this particular gentleman sent me a thing on Facebook and just said, Hey, Angela, my name is such and such. I see you're running ads for such and such, right? However, there's two words you're using in that ad that are actually trademarked um, and you're infringing on my trademark. And I was like, these two words are universal words, right? Uh, (laughs) And I was just like, what? But this man was beautiful, like genuinely just like beautiful man, right? He like sent me the voice message on Facebook. He's like, listen, I see we've got a bunch of mutual friends. Uh, he's like, you know, I thought I'd talk to you first that, so that the legal team didn't have to message you. And I'm thinking, holy shit, like what do you Because like, again, the two words, most people would just be like, there's no way that these words are trademarked, right? Like I genuinely like would never have thought these words would have been trademarked. So I was like, yeah, no worries. But again, like I could have been like super upset. Oh my goodness, my life is horrible. But I, there is an essence of gratitude because I was grateful um, that he felt that he could reach out to me, that we could resolve this to mean as adults, that again, he validated the friendships and connections that I had in tied with him, that they were worthwhile, right? To, to right. try and resolve it, you know, in a different manner, potentially, right? Um, so it's like, even though I was like initially going, oh my God, I'm probably getting sued. Like what's going on? Like I would never even guess like, like, 
you know, yeah, it was just one of those things, but I was so grateful because there's lessons that I learned from that too. So I was grateful and had that gratitude towards him for what he did, but I was equally grateful to be able to, um, go back and look at the lessons. Right. But I had a choice to look at it from that angle. I could have been pissed off at him that now I've got to go back and rechange my ads and do a different design and do all this. But at the end of the day, that's my responsibility. That's nothing on him. So again, I think, you know, you can look at gratitude and how I think gratitude is, is linked with attitude. And when that, do you know what I mean? When they're linked together, I think there's also a linkage that we're forgetting is that choice. We all have choices on how we respond to situations, but the majority of people, in my opinion, are missing out on making the choice to look at things through a lens of gratitude. And I agree with that. I think, and and that's where I think the self-awareness piece comes in, right? It's about understanding, look, I, I have, I have a choice, you know, I can, um, you know, in, in the example that you gave, it's like, I can lose my mind on this guy, <laughs> you know, or I can say, wow, thank you so much for telling me. Let me, let me work on that, you know, and I appreciate you. I appreciate, you know, the heads up. <laughs> I appreciate not being sued right away. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, and then you just learn from it and, and you move on equally, the person value the relationships enough and to show his, his own, it was a man. So like his own, um, self-awareness about, you know, this is somebody who probably just didn't know. Yeah. You know, instead of immediately going on the attack and that's how it creates more abundance because now when you see this person, you're more likely to, to, you know, share a laugh or, connect with them on some other level because it was a good interaction. Maybe not what you wanted because you've, you've been spending money on ads and did all this creative. And yet it was something that could have gone, you know, really bad and it didn't, it was just an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's the same thing about things like happiness. Like we, we choose happiness. Now I'm not talking about like, you know, people with mental health issues, that's a whole different thing when people have depression and anxiety. But in our day to day, we can choose whether or not something is going to make us really angry. Mm-hmm. You know, we can choose happiness and, and still get the job done without choosing to be, you know, working from a place of scarcity, or I'm going to get mine or hustle, 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 right? Mm-hmm. You can work from that place of abundance. Um, and I think, I think it just makes your business better. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I guess that kind of leads us to the next essence is in your experience, what are your thoughts about, or in what ways I should say, does gratitude make businesses more powerful? Yeah. I mean, and so I think that it, it, well, first of all, I think it breeds success, right? Mm-hmm. I think that when for, in the example you just gave, right? Like, so when two successful people meet, you know, and they have, they have that emotional intelligence or that self-awareness to realize that having positive relationships is more powerful and breeds more success than getting really angry with somebody and going down a rabbit hole, right? So showing gratitude, showing professionalism, having the self-awareness of maybe like um, knowing who you do best with, what tasks you're best with, and what things that you need help with, right? Yep. Those things are what lead you to make better decisions and be grateful for the people who can cover your blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so in those ways, gratitude, um, first of all, breeds success. Um, Second of all, gratitude brings brings peace. 
<laughs> right? Yes. So I challenge you. I challenge you, Angela. Challenge me. Yes, I'm always um, up for a good challenge. <laughs> you know, so be really angry and really grateful at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do. It's you can't, almost you impossible, can't dude. Yes. Right. You know, um, so when you kind of shift that mindset piece into gratitude, it it actually allows you to be more productive because you're not ruminating on all the stuff that has you upset. And it brings you peace and allows you to move on from the good and the bad a little bit quicker. Um, and then the last one, I guess it sounds kind of woo, but it, you know, I mentioned it earlier. It's about, you know, you kind of, you know, what you see is what you get. So if you're only looking at the things that are bad, you're going to get more of that because that's all you're going to see, you know? So if you look at the things that are good and, and that can be anything, it can be very small things, but whatever you see, you get more of. So if you see opportunity, you're going to get more opportunity. If you see the good in others, they'll see the good in you and it will help you be more successful. And it'll make, and all of these things, all of these doors opening, the peace and the success, that those are the elements that make your business more powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, I think more profitable because mm-hmm. you're going to get more done. More done, but again, more opportunities. Like everything, do you know what I mean, is interlinked together, right? Like, uh, yeah, like I know, for example, last night I was speaking with someone, you know, one of my goals, you know, that I've got on my vision board is to get to Nectar Island one day. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, with some of the businesses over there. And uh, I was invited last night, you know, to go, you know, and it's one of those things. But because I, uh, I guess for me is I, I show gratitude on a regular basis and people see that, right? And the person that invited me last night, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, my husband's like, well, how do you think that happened? What, like, you know, how did it get there? And again, if I really have to reflect, it's about how I'm showing up, how I'm presenting myself. Do you know what I mean? Again, looking at that gratitude and that graciousness. I mean, it's a combination, right? Like, yes, it's it's still my work that got me there. It's the actions that I chose to take to be able to, to you know, have this amazing invite to go. Sure. Um, but it's still like, again, it comes down to, I believe that mindset shift that has really happened for me. I think I've always been grateful. I've always been a positive person, but really, uh, again, doing it repetitively, acknowledging it on a daily basis, you know, sometimes hourly basis, whereas I never really did that because I was too busy to do it. It wasn't a priority. Uh, but I see, you know, that it pays off. So I guess for you and I, we know that really the reality, the truth is, is that gratitude is everywhere. But for so many people, even listening or in our own families, uh, it's a missing piece in their day-to-day life. So, you know, for those listeners that are out there, can you give us a few ways that business owners specifically that are listening can incorporate uh, that gratitude into their day-to-day life and and just business collectively? Sure. Um, and wow, that's, that's really awesome. You know, the really successful people practice gratitude. They take care of themselves. They practice gratitude. They see abundance and, and they end up, you know, on Nectar Island. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just how it works, you know? Yes, uh, the invite so, is there. Do you know what I mean? I haven't yeah. now though, is again, is you've got to, yeah, you know, it's, it's about that going, okay, I now just have to find the money, but I will find the money. But it's one of those things that again, I'm grateful. All right. I'm super grateful. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's now I've just got to make sure we can find the money, but yeah, it's a huge, yeah. huge opportunity, but yeah. But for those though out there that are like, well, how do I start practicing this? Because I do yeah. think again, 
that comes down. It's, I think gratitude is part of that overall mindset, right? Like it just becomes part, it's, there's a shift that happens, you know? Then uh, it's not about looking at your externals, but you've got to make some shifts internal. Like this, this shit doesn't just happen. Like I'm, I'm just as much as I'm exercising physically, I'm exercising the gratitude train every single day. Do you know what I mean? So it is something that takes time. But for those people that are wanting to start, you know, what are some of the ways that you would be suggesting that business owners could start to being looking at gratitude from a different angle or implementing it into their day-to-day lives? What would your suggestions be? Sure. I mean, I think, I think it can, it really, gratitude really starts with yourself, especially before you go to be a business leader, business owner, and, and sharing it with others. Certainly you can share, you know, thank you notes and genuine heartfelt you know, thanks for, for things happening, but in order for it to kind of become a daily practice, um, there are a couple of different ways you can start. One is to have a gratitude journal and it's really easy. Like if you're already like doing bullet journaling or something to kind of keep track of your mental thoughts is you just add like three things that you're grateful for in the morning, because Mm -hmm. when you start the day off with that, it feels pretty good. And then three things you're grateful for maybe that happened during the day, um, in the evening before you go to bed. Sure. Um, if you're not really a journaler, meaning you don't want to write all this stuff down, you don't really do it. Um, one of the things that I've done with my husband is we'll just ask each other for three things that we're grateful for um, in the morning, every day. Now, the rule with that is you can't just say the same three things every day. <laughs> yes. Right? Because this is, a, this is an additive process. Like, So you can't just say, well, you know, I, I really like coffee. Um, I, I like my husband and my dog. Like, no, you've got to like, branch out <laughs> because it's about kind of seeing that abundance everywhere. It's about seeing um, all of the little things and then all of the big things, right? Yeah. So those are some ways that you can start kind of doing it at home, right? And kind of surrounding yourself with gratitude, like like just do little things instead of, you know, reading the news, like have some positivity in the morning before you get going instead of everything that's going on in, in the world, right? In like a broader context, um, something you can apply in the workplace or if you're in an office um, is something like a gratitude jar. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that can be either virtually done or it can be um, a physical jar that you decorate. Um, and then as something good happens, you just put a note in. Of like what that good thing was that happened. Right. Um, And that's really fun with teams, especially like um, when, for example, when I've led like large projects, having that and then we hit a milestone and then we just read, you know, because you realize, you know, or if somebody's having a tough day, you know, you, you read them every Friday or or whatever, you know, because it gets, it makes that appreciation build. And then having that jar sitting right there for you to add to also kind of gives you that, oh, okay, it's not all that bad. You know, like the appreciation, it's like that whole idea of what you appreciate appreciates and you see this jar filling of all the good things and it kind of takes your mind away from all the bad things. But I think um, being able to see it physically, right? Like you said, there's a yeah, jar, yeah. but then you're like, okay, well now it's half full and now it's almost overflowing, right? Like I do think there's something to be said to watch yeah. that. I guess almost like a flower. You're planting the seed, you're watering it a little bit and it's blooming. I mean, the jar really is literally transform, transforming in front of you. Right. And, and that's part of, part of the letting go, right? That's where the surrender comes in is where you're like, oh, this day's terrible. And then you look over and you see this jar filling up of like all the good things and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not that terrible. You know, like you're kind of letting go of like 
all of that stuff that's made you angry, right? You know, and then you you have celebrations around it. You can do it virtually. Um, I never have, but um, there's other ways of making gratitude virtual. Um, but it, I think there's really something to that, like, you know, writing it down in a journal or like looking your partner in the eye and talking about it or the physical jar piling up, you know, like you're starting to see that progress. Um, but those are a lot of the ways that you can incorporate it into your, your life and your business. No, fantastic. And I think again, just choose one, you know, again, so many times we will try to do everything and then we don't do anything. Right. So again, I'm just like, just choose one again, ta-da list, your jar, talking to your partner, whatever it is that works for you, but just start, right? Um, Start and it might only be two days a week. Well, two days a week are better than zero days a week. And then it might go to four days a week. Like I had, I I too have had to work to make it a daily practice. It, it It like took me time. Whereas now I almost feel angry is not the right word, but I almost feel like, ah, I feel like I haven't started off on the right foot when I don't do it. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just one of those things. Like, I feel like something's missing, right? Like I'm like, ah, what is it? Why do I feel a little anxious this morning? Or what is it? And I'm like, oh Jesus, you know, I haven't done, you know what I mean? I haven't reflected on this, you know? So I do think that the, yeah, yeah. Just about being in tune also with yourself. Now, Mm -hmm. one final question, because again, I like to just, you know, kind of wrap it up. And it's just something that I've just started doing with the past couple of guests is with gratitude, so much levels of awesomeness. But just from a business perspective, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) I think it's, you know, gosh, there's so many things, to be honest. Um, But I think the most important thing is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And because everybody's giving you all this advice, but at the end of the day, it's really about you and your authentic self and doing what you're good at and doing what you believe in and show, giving yourself that grace. But it all starts with like that truthfulness and not trying to be what somebody else thinks that you need to be and not listening to all of the opinions you know, because I think that when I first started, I, I I was one of those people who would like overwhelm myself with like research and things like that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And at the end of it, it's no, it's really, you're the one with the relationships. You're the one who knows what you're good at. You're the one who is working towards something big, but you have to have the confidence to be fully present and show up for people authentically and do it your way. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Now, for those listeners uh, that want to know more about you, obviously, after today's amazing session, just about the, the beauty of surrendering and gratefulness and gratitude, where can they find you? Oh, wow. So they can find me on the Women Conquer Business podcast. Um, that's women, plural. I think I sounded like woman, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my website is jenmcfarland.com. That's J E N mcfarland.com um, and then i'm on facebook um facebook and instagram and twitter at jen s as in sue mcfarland 
Oh, no, fantastic. Well, thank you so, so much for again, allowing us into your evening well, or evening time for you over in America. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your openness and talking about a topic that doesn't necessarily get spoken about on a regular basis. Um, and for the rest of you, before we sign off, I just want to remind you that my team and I will be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. I think we're about to to hit 6,000 amazing business members in there. And for the rest of you, I hope you have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to having you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks a lot, Jen, and have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.